0: Mr. Brown with Proclaim Ministries. This is the podcast connecting faith and life. I've been promising y'all, I've been telling y'all I was going to restart the podcast. This is season two. Technically, it's probably about season four or five because we started, stopped, restarted, and listen, I am consistently inconsistent, and I want to work on that to be more consistently consistent in things I want to do. But I'm I'm like this artist that's got these new ideas, and I want to do all I can do but I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep persevering and doing more. My job is to be faithful over what God has given me to do. And I want to do this podcast. So I want to reintroduce the podcast, Connecting Faith and Life. And that's our, our folks of Proclaim Ministries. And so this podcast, I'm, I'm not going to promise how often we're going to do this podcast. I'm doing one right now. And so in this podcast, this episode, season two, episode one, I got three things I want to talk about in this podcast. Number one, I'm going to relaunch the podcast. Talk about that. Number two, I'm going to uh, ask for urgent prayer requests. I have an urgent prayer request. And number three, I'm going to share some resources from Proclaim Ministries. So get ready on your mark, on your march, on your mark, get set, go. Here we go for season number two of Proclaim Ministries, the podcast. And I think that deserves a round of applause. So I'm going to give myself a round of applause and give you a round of applause. That was a short round of applause. Let me try it again anyway let me jump in this podcast thank you for joining me proclaim ministries the podcast connecting faith and life like i said everybody i'm mr brown if you haven't uh joined us before thank you for listening or watching you can watch this on youtube or listen to itunes and the best place you can watch it and listen to it is on our proclaim ministries app ProclaimIndustry.com slash app, download the app, and you'll get notifications when we post new podcasts, new videos, new thoughts of the days, all kind of things. But download the app at ProclaimIndustry.com slash app. And the reason I'm relaunching this podcast is I need to engage the culture where the culture is. I'm talking more about that during my prayer request time. But there's so many messages out there, so many narratives out there. And I think God has the best narrative out there. God's got the best story because it is his story. Yeah, I know that's corny, but it's true. It's his story, and I want to be able to proclaim that story. And that's really how Proclaim Ministry started. Um, Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. Let me let me look it up real quick for you because I quote sometimes several different versions of the Bible. If you've been listening to my thoughts of the days and things of that nature, you know me. I'll be quoting the King James mixed with the NIV mixed with the ESV because <laughs> I just kind of have verses all floating all in my head. But in Colossians chapter one, verse 28, this is the verse that really started proclaim ministries that really um, helped me see, hey, what is I want to do in ministry? And I think the calling that I believe God has given me. So in um, Colossians chapter one, verse 28, it says this, him, we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Uh, I think the ASV says we proclaim him. And that's been the focus of Proclaim Ministries. That's why we started, a, We that's why we named the organization that Proclaim Ministry because we want to proclaim Jesus Christ. He is the truth, the way, and the life. No one comes to the Father, but by him. So we want to proclaim him. And our focus is really twofold. One, our theme, Connecting Faith and Life, we want to help believers connect the faith they say they have with the life we say we live, that we have this faith that is unshakable, unmovable, but it's not always connected to our everyday life. I think one of Satan's jobs is to disconnect us from, you know, of course, from God, of course, from, you know, through prayer, just that constant communication. But even to connect disconnect us from what we say we believe. Because when you don't live out what you say you believe, there's this disconnect and this, this conscience that we have that kind of beats us up. And I knew I felt that growing up as a kid. I said I was a Christian but I wasn't always living like one. I wasn't walking as one. and I knew that in the back of my mind and looking back, I see how the Holy spirit was working in me, convicted me of sin, but I didn't want to listen to that because who wants to be convicted? Nobody wants to live in shame and be upset about life. So I would kind of ignore it, but that's what we need to be. We need to be people who are going to be who we say we are, not in our own strength, not in our own power, but by his power. So, That's one fold of our ministry help people connect faith in life. The second aspect is helping those who don't have faith yet connect faith in life because I believe God has all given us a life. And whether people know it or not, they were created by God and for God. And they will never, ever find happiness, satisfaction, fulfillment outside of God because that's who they were created for. And I believe we want to present the gospel. We want to proclaim Jesus Christ that everyone will know him and choose to live Live with him, to live according to the way God has. And as I get into the culture of stuff I'm going to talk about later, that's our biggest problem in our culture. It's not division over race, not division of politics. It's the fact that we have chosen to neglect and to reject God, period. And so we want to proclaim him, Jesus Christ, as the only solution for all man's problems. Because again, Colossians 1.17, we're created by God and for God. And it's our job, I believe, to not only let believers know that to build up believers, but also to let the unbelievers know. So the idea of connecting faith and life is for believers connecting the faith they say they have or that we actually have to live out who we are in Christ, but also helping people who don't know Christ, who have life over here to connect that life that God has given them back to the creator. I have this poster in my, hanging up in my wall. My wife made it. She's very artistic. She's she's, she's amazing all stuff she does. But the poster is called uh, Jeremiah 2.13. It says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and hewn out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. To me, that describes our world today. Um, and I know Jeremiah was talking about God's people specifically, but I believe all creation is God. So um, we can say God's creation has have committed two evils, right? We've forsaken God and we try to make our own way, our own existence. And I, that's the, that's the that's the ultimate sin, rejecting God in the world he created, rejecting God in the world that he created. I mean, and I was just talking to a friend of mine. I would not make a good God because everybody would be dead. <laughs> I would not have the grace and the forbearance and the mercy that God has. As a matter of fact, my friend, we were talking about how God was so—I mean, just—I can't think of the word. Maybe I wouldn't call it brutal, but you see, the Old Testament, God's God of wrath. Currently, I'm actually listening through the Bible um, through our our app, proclaimministry.com/app. We have a Bible app, and you can actually pick up different reading plans. Right now I'm reading through the the Bible and I'm in Leviticus and all these rules and regulations. And matter of fact, uh, the, today I listened to the guy, it was a kid that was a uh, blasphemed God's name, used God's name in vain. And they were ordered to everybody put their hands on him and stone the boy. And man, God is holy. And I think Leviticus is really showing us how God wants his people to be set apart and reverence him as God. And so I don't know how I got on that because I'm just talking. But the point is this. I think the point is that we need to go back to God, that we were created by God and for God, and we only find happiness and satisfaction in God. So that's why I'm relaunching a podcast. That's what I want to just find new avenues or different avenues to be able to hear. Because people are listening to podcasts, people are on YouTube. I mean, I work with so many kids who, like, in first, second, third grade, they're all about YouTube. And the number one question to me is this. How many subscribers do you have? <laughs> and our Proclaim Ministries YouTube channel is growing. It is growing, and uh, it's, I don't even know how. I don't know. We we haven't done so much slick advertising and stuff, but, hey, God let God use it. And that's my goal, to create things and let God bless it and use it the way he wants to. Uh, my my most popular series th- today is 31 Days of Wisdom, A Journey to the Book of Proverbs. And every day just about to get a new comment from someone who found the proverb. And I don't know why and how people are finding it, but, hey, God use it the way you want to use it. And I'm glad it's blessing people. So maybe you're watching this and you you found this channel through that that series. Hey, praise God. Let's do more. And that's what I want to do. And that's why I'm relaunching this podcast to get this message out in a different way. Because the podcast is first and foremost audio. You can listen to it when you're driving. Are you doing dishes? And and gentlemen, you can do the dish for your for your wife or however y'all do it in your house. I know a lot of my friends, the men cook <laughs> and the, the wife does the dishes, but Look, whatever you're doing, you can be fixing the car, you can be doing the gravel right now. We're shoveling rocks all over. I can listen to podcasts or, or while I'm doing that as well. And that's why I want to be in your ear. So, thanks for joining us for this podcast. So, let me. That's why we're relaunching it, and we're calling it Season Two, and I'll do a few episodes, and we'll get into Season Three eventually. But let me let me tell you the urgent prayer request. And I grew up in church, and whenever there was an urgent prayer request, it was because maybe somebody was sick. Maybe they got in a car accident. There was some urgency, and it was usually something physical. And I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for those. We should pray for those. Um, somebody's on their deathbed. Somebody's diagnosed with cancer. And we get together, and we, we pray. And sometimes it's so urgent that we actually fast and pray. We call people, hey, turn down the meal plate. Let's fast and pray about this thing. And you see that throughout the Bible. But I want to ask you to pray for our ministry, not for finances, not because I'm sick, but I am dying. Like we all are. It's funny. Cause I was talking to the dentist and, and, you know, I'm drinking certain cold things and my teeth are one tooth was cold. Now the other one's starting to be sensitive to cold. And look, we all dying. We just got to do the best we can while we are doing it. Right. <laughs> um, but so this prayer request isn't about my health or anything like that, but it is about the culture we're in today. Um, and how, I believe we need to speak up on some of these issues. And it's not the fact that I want to be on the left side or the right side. Uh, I want to be on God's side. See, God is not interested in building a right kingdom or a left kingdom. So some of us are conservative. We're Christian conservative. Some of us are liberal, but we're still Christians. And we identify with these different groups and ideas. And I want to be in a place where I can say, yeah, I see that's right. I see that's right. I see that's wrong. I see that's wrong. And this is why but I want to find a space where I can really present the gospel because honestly, I can be passionate about some of this stuff because ultimately I believe in personal responsibility. I I see a lot of finger pointing in our world today. Look at these people, look at what they're doing, look at how they voted, look at how this, and there's a lot of pointing of the finger and it's not a very healthy thing. So just innately, I think in me, I just believe in personal responsibility on so many levels. So I can tend to be on one side and say, I see these things, but I definitely don't want to be on one side that's and be kind of snarky and kind of um, condescending about things. Because if you diff- believe different than me, then I still respect you because you've been creating an image of God. And, and, and ultimately, if I'm on the right or I'm on the left and, and I'm not presenting Christ, I'm, I'm nowhere. Because God is not, again, building a left kingdom or right kingdom. He's building his kingdom. And everything else is submit to his truth, to what God says. Why? Because everything created by God and for God. So I want to ask you to pray for us as we enter into this realm of, hey, I'm going to start talking about some of this stuff. And not just I'm going to talk about the politics, because I think a lot of Christians are talking about politics and a lot of the YouTube stuff I see and preachers are talking about these things. But some of us are leaving out the gospel. Let's lead with God's truth. Let's lead with not just, oh, the gospel and. No, the gospel, period, and everything else flows from there. For an example, I believe some people are saying, hey, equality and and all this racial talk about racial injustice. And and listen, there's never been a promise of justice outside of Christ. There's never been a promise that you're going to— be accepted for who you are outside of Christ. See, in the body of Christ, reconciliation's already happened. It's happened in Christ. And that's the only hope we have for all of us in this whole world. It is not setting up my kingdom where everybody's going to hold hands and sing come by Yah because that's not the promise God has had for us. As and, a and matter of fact, in my readings, I, I listened to in the last days will be all these things happening. And guess what? We can see them very clearly now. I'm seeing them. When, when I was a kid, my grandparents used to say, we live in the last days. And every generation probably thought they were living in the last days. But I'm seeing more and more stuff the Bible clearly says in the last. Days. As a matter of fact, let me look it up real quick. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, it says this. Or 2 Timothy chapter 3. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving God, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godly, godliness, but nine is power. Avoid such people. And so I think we're living in those days, and so you see that all around us. So I don't think God has promised utopia on earth. It's found in his kingdom that he's building. So I'm asking ask you to pray for us as we enter this realm of just speaking boldly And so uh, I want to adopt a prayer that Paul prayed in Colossians chapter four, verses three through six. And Paul was praying for himself and asking for prayer that he'd be able to preach boldly the mysteries of the gospel. And I want to do the same thing. I want to boldly present the gospel in every arena, because here's what I've come to conclude. Let's say I'm on the left, quote-unquote left or liberal, and I preach my message and I tell people that America is, is racist and, and all these things that are wrong. What if I'm right? Now what? What do we do now? Where's the hope? And let's say I'm on the right and I say the world isn't racist. People need to have personal responsibility and do what they're supposed to do and, and we need to live a moral, moral life. Okay, let's say I'm right. Now what? I'm I'm leaving them empty because it's found in God. Because I think we live in a time where everybody's coming up with their own standard of living. Like, this is wrong, this is right, this is right, this is wrong. You can be whatever gender you want, you can do whatever you want to with your body, it is yours, all these things, but then when you cross somebody's line that's arbitrary, they try to cancel you, right? (laughs) And it's just craziness because we've rejected God and we're trying to make our own way. As he talked about in in, in Jeremiah 2.13, and we see it all over. So I want to be able to be, as Paul said, to preach the gospel um, no matter what. And so I'm asking that that you would pray for me to be bold in that. And I'm going to explain what I'm trying to do through my ministry that I do, things I do all over, but I want you to pray, especially for this podcast. So uh, in, in Colossians chapter 4, starting at verse 3, Paul says this, At this time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mysteries of Christ. On the account which I am a prisoner, which I am in prison, verse four, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may they may that you may know. How you ought to answer each person I'm read that again verse six let your speech also be gracious seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person and so as i thought about that i kind of broke down his prayer how i would like you to pray for me and i got six points i usually like three but i got double it's double time <laughs> six things i want you to pray number one pray for the opportunity to share the gospel clearly and unapologetically i'm looking for ways to present the gospel clearly to people and unapologetically And that, that, listen, this is who I am, Um, no matter where I am. And when you ask me about my life and I get to share my life, I'm going to share. As a matter of fact, I was doing a Zoom call and they were doing questions, asking me questions. And the question was, what's the most important choice you ever made? And I had to tell them, listen, the most important choice I ever made was trusting Christ as my Savior. Now, when I'm in schools, I'm not preaching the gospel, but I'm being me. I'm being salt and light. So I wasn't trying to bait and switch them. But you ask me a real question, I'm going to give you a real answer. And that's who I am. And that's what I want to be so I told him, I'm not talking about just believing in God and going to church. The most important choice I ever made is trusting Jesus Christ as my Savior. And the second one is marrying the wife I did. <laughs> and I, I just talked about that openly. And so I want to be able to present the gospel clearly and unapologetically. Uh, pray for me as I'm, I'm coming up with ways to do that with with. People that I know have known for years and never had a chance to sit down, sit down, and share the gospel with them. Never told them about Christ. They know who I am, know what I'm about, but I want to be bold and 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 have the, speak clearly and unapologetically. So pray for opportunity. Number two, that I've walked in wisdom toward outsiders. That that I've walked in wisdom for those who are not a part of the church. For so many parts of my life, I've been in ministry and been around all Christians and. And I want, I'm around more unbelievers now as I work in public schools and I want to be able to walk in wisdom and to, to be able to, to be just to be, to walk in wisdom and be led by the spirit. Um, not on my own devices, not figuring out how I should do things all the time, but really lean on the spirit to lead and guide me on what I should be doing, what I should be saying and when I should be saying it, because I think God has the ability to lead me. Number three. That he be gracious, that be gracious, and that my words be seasoned with salt, because listen, you can be right or you can be heard, and sometimes you can't be both. Like, like I can be right, but I can be nasty about it. I don't want to be nasty about being right, and I see a lot of that from Christians. Sometimes we're right about things, and the way we believe because we're we're backed by the word of God, and God's word said this, but we're mean about it. We're not being gracious and understanding that. We can have truth, but people who are unsaved can't hear truth. The Bible says the God of this world has has blinded the ungodly. So how can I speak truth in love? How can I bring that and bring it graciously and not always with the hammer? I was just showing somebody some slides I do uh, speaking to teachers, and I said, you know, what if a, a kid says some very off putting things to you and put you down? Are you going to respond with a hammer or your heart? Um, you can bring the hammer or you can bring your heart, and I think. I want to be able to bring the truth, but bring it with compassion and with the heart for the lost and not just like beating people upside the head with a hammer. I'm not saying we don't speak truth. We do speak truth, but we can speak truth in love. So pray that i be gracious in the, my words and my words will be seasoned with salt that, they, that the listener may be willing to hear them. Even if they reject them, that they will respect them, but it'd be truth. Number four, Explain my, oppor- uh, um, explain my opportunity. So number four, I want to explain to you. I'm reading my notes, my opportunities. My goal now is when I started Proclaim Ministries, it's all about faith and helping people connect faith in life, as I said earlier. And then I started Hello, Mr. Brown, which is speaking in public schools where I'm, I'm a motivational speaker. Many of you know that. Many support that work I do. Uh, and now I want to um, have Proclaim Ministries here. I want to have the Choose Well program, which is in schools. And then I want Hello, Mr. Brown, me, just to be me my personal website my personal youtube channel my personal instagram where i will talk about anything and everything i want to talk about so i'm not like not afraid to talk about things of christ in my own channel because i i'm not that's not the school channel you follow me so pray for me as i have wisdom in that because I, i want to continue to be working with schools and and be just doing motivational speaking better choices better life but I want to be able to lead people to see the best choice you could ever make is trusting Christ your Savior through my own personal channel and then also proclaim ministries where we can help people connect faith and life. So I, I, that's the opportunity God has presented to me, and I want to make the most of the opportunity. So that's number four. Number five, that I would be willing and able, myself and the team, to engage these cultural topics. I'm recording this tonight that uh, Derek Chauvins, or Chauvin, how you pronounce his last name, that he was convicted on all three charges of murder in George Floyd. And I have some opinions about that. I wasn't in the court, but I have some opinions about that. And I think I want to be, be able to engage these things without starting to fight. And I don't want people just to peg me as, oh, he's on the right or he thinks this. But I want to present truth. And, and, and me and my wife are talking the other day. And it's sad because these the shootings that that the media pays attention to, the, the the ones that we pay attention to, we don't pay attention to all of them because they don't fit the narrative that, that some people are trying to promote and all of that. We sometimes, as a culture, don't even take time to grieve the loss of life. And and, in some of these cases, the loss of life who didn't even know Christ, that we're so busy using these people's lives as arguing points or political points, and it's sad. We may say some caveat, oh, we pray for the families, but are we really grieved over the loss of life? Um, And I don't want to be—I don't want to— to, to just be dragged into that where I'm not respecting life and the fact that these people have been created image of God because it can be so easy to make these people topics, and not people. But I want to engage these, these cultural topics because I want to bring the truth, the light of the gospel to light in these topics. You know, whether we can argue about whether girls should be able or men should be able to be girls or change their gender and, and actually play in sports and compete in high school or collegiate level sports. And we want to make it, and we argue these things, and not and forget some time about the humanity of these people. For this young man to think he's a woman, what does that mean? At one point, it was called dysphoria, right? It was it was it was diagnosed, and maybe it still is. But where's my heart compassion for this person not to know that they were created in the image of God? He made them male and female. He created them, right? God didn't make that mistake. Um, There's a lot of topics, and no matter where you fall in on these things, I want to bring it to the back to the light of the gospel. Uh, And the greatest need of these people is not uh, the gender, so to speak. We need to figure that out too. But it's salvation, because when their eyes are open, they see the world differently. And I want to be in a place where I can engage these cultural topics, but also bring the light of the gospel of the glory, the glorious gospel of Christ, to people and clearly do it. Like I said earlier, clearly and unapologetically. And lastly, number six, I want to speak the truth in love. I want to point people to Jesus Christ. And when I say me, I mean me and the team. We're actually working now where I can create more and we have other people on team uh, doing the editing and stuff like that. But I want to speak the truth in love. And that means please pray for us (laughs) because I I'm human and I can get so passionate about my viewpoint and the way I see things and the way I see things being manipulated. And, and especially, let me just give you one right now. Like it's interesting. And these are questions I have to ask myself. And I want to be able to ask questions and not just bring up points and let you see my point, but let's, let's pose some questions. How come when you read a news article there's sometimes the article or the defining color, the race is, is defined and sometimes it's not. Why is it a white officer shoots black cop or black kid or unarmed black kid? Why is that the topic? But when it's a black person that shot somebody or like I heard the horrible story of this, this black man who beat this elderly person to death in Michigan, um, there was no mention of race. There was no mention of it was a man accused of beating elderly man. There was no black man beats, White elderly man. Why? And so, so, so it makes me think. What is the agenda? Why is there descriptive words like the race? And sometimes there is, sometimes there not. It makes me wonder. And so, I want to speak that truth and in love and help people really can really think about these things and not just go along with the crowd. Because I'm telling you, and, and the truth is, the louder voices aren't always the majority. But again, I don't want to get trapped (laughs) and sucked in because, listen, it'd be easy to be sucked in. It can be easy to be sucked in. And I want to make sure that, that what we're doing is engaging but presenting the gospel. And I often think about what Paul would be doing, you know, because Paul in his time, those Christians didn't get a chance to vote. They couldn't, you know, they didn't have that right to vote. Right. What was their focus? The gospel. What should our focus be? The gospel. And I don't want to say, "Oh, you should." That means we don't pay attention to human needs. Yeah, we do. But the greatest human need is what? The gospel, Christ. Um. So anyway, pray for us, and that—that's my biggest thing. Pray for us, and uh, I would really appreciate that prayer. And um, last thing, resources for Proclaim Ministries, uh, like I mentioned before, we have an app. Um, so download our app that will help us get the word out and let people know about the app, proclaiming.com slash app. You can always give to the ministry to help us, uh, support us. So proclaiming.com slash give, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, our YouTube channel our social media. And even if you're not on it, um, maybe you need to be on it. I don't know. Maybe you get benefit from it. But I think again, like my wife said today, my wife is so smart. Um, she mentioned that she's going to stop voting with her clicks, you know, so, When people put all this divisive stuff in those, those enticing headlines and we start clicking on that stuff and then what happens is the algorithm starts feeding us. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. I said algorithm. I said it right without stuttering. So they start feeding us and feeding us and feeding us these things because we clicked on that sensationalized thing. Well, start clicking on these things because it will teach the algorithm that other people want to hear this stuff, too. So start clicking on the, the positive things so we can start creating a, a new algorithm that says, hey, let's promote these things to people because we like it. So watch the videos to the end that you that you want to promote, like them, share them so we can start bringing some light to this dark world. So, um, hey, that's it. Season two. Episode one in the bag. So, thank you for listening to Proclaim Ministries the podcast, uh, helping you connect faith in life. And again, I would love to hear from you. Comment. Like, subscribe, share Wherever you listen to this Let us know you're listening And on our YouTube channel I often get a lot of comments And I try to respond to all of them And as we build our team I'll be able to respond to more of them So with that said Thank you for joining this episode Of Proclaim Ministries Helping you connect faith and life To podcast, uh, All that stuff And uh hope to see you next time And I, I'm, I'm starting to end All of my things with Peace Because I grew up with people Saying all the time But my focus on peace is this I want people to have peace with God, but first to have the peace of God. And you get peace of God, I'm sorry, the peace of God, but first you have the peace with God. And peace with God is through trusting Jesus Christ, Um, Romans chapter 5. And then having the peace of God in uh, Philippians chapter 2, chapter 4, Philippians, talking about having the peace of God. So anyway, I'll talk about that in a future episode. But for now, peace!